What's up, Mets fans? Orange and Blue Thing back at you. Season 7, Episode 22. It is August 1st, 2023, which is trade deadline day. We are maybe a few seconds late because Julie said, hold on. I have to move my ponytail to the other side. And I think I like it the other way better now that I'm looking <laughs> at it. You can switch it back by no, all means. No, it's too much. It's fine. If you're listening afterwards as a podcast, I don't know why you would do that. Uh, you know, it's the worst thing to say as someone trying to promote a podcast. But we are more <laughs> of a listening. visual show, I feel. And we will join. Uh, we will not join. Jo Anthony Tacomo yes. will join us to talk all about the trade deadline today because it seems as though we may have seen the last of Justin Verlander as a Met, which is insane to think about. At the end of last season, we didn't know Verlander was going to be on the team yet, but to we also didn't know where uh, DeGrom was going to end up. Yeah. And now both of them are in the Texas Ranger organization. Well, Scherzer, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Scherzer yeah. and uh, DeGrom are both over there. We don't know what's going on with Verlander. Uh, who Is knows what's going to happen DeGrom with Fam? Healthy? No. He, remember, he was in tears talking about it. Oh, yeah, surgery. yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. We yeah. might never see DeGrom pitch ever out. again. Oh, who knows? Which would be a sad thing, obviously. I, um, I but that out. Robertson is gone five days early. And um, I wrote something about that on Twitter the other day with some fans seem to like disagree with what I was saying. I understand that a lot of times prospects or, or when you trade for two minor leaguers, it does pan out. Right. We would have had Robertson for only two more months of the, of this season because after that he was going to be a free agent. So I understand the reason to move away sure. from having Robertson Robertson on the team. My whole argument with that was, why do it on Thursday, not wait until today some more urgency when someone was, might be a little bit up. more desperate? Yep. And uh, some people didn't like that I said that, no, but whatever. I agree. I think so that's true. We will welcome in Tacomo in a little bit. Uh, as I was saying on Instagram, I don't know if I just said that on here as well. I just say it often because Tony. Our good friend, Tony. Our good friend, Tony. <laughs> you could say that when you're friends. So Tony will join us soon and uh, he'll fill us in on a whole bunch of stuff going on today. Supposedly. Pete Alonzo has been on the block for the past week behind the scenes, which what? is what I've seen across the Twitter verse again, like Darren talking on this show is just Darren informing me. Yeah. Yeah. Julia shows up and I let her know what happened in the last week because, uh, you know, you did say you were going to go to the outing for, for cake know, on Saturday. I know. And I, I didn't see you. I didn't want to like text you to tell you I couldn't come. Cause I felt that it was just going to be like, you're going to be like, oh, okay, whatever. But no, I would have been like, oh, I didn't expect you were going to show up anyway. No, so. I, I truly and sincerely fully intended to. There was a work crisis. I was at work until 9 p.m. that day. I hear you. So I couldn't leave. Honestly, and I, I swear, I, Kelly had to tell me, like, hey, fucking get out of your funk because, yeah. you know, I understand that I'm the, I'm like the, I hate to say the leader, but I right. organize. Yes. Uh, you own the seven line. I own the seven line. Right. So I shouldn't be sitting there disappointed or upset yeah. that this is this is the i fell into this as a career and yeah. i should be very happy about it and of i am I'm very grateful but when i'm sitting there watching what we watched on saturday night yeah that was the most disgusting game i've seen yeah in a and long a time delay too right oh my god i was oh. out of the house for almost 12 hours actually 14 hours because i left at noon was the tailgate fun at least the tailgate was fun it did, it did everything that i had said about why i wanted to park under the highway yeah. ended up coming true i didn't want it to but as I was watching the Doppler, I said, we need to park under the highway because about game time, a storm will roll through. And yeah. exactly at 630 or whatever it was, a storm rolled through. Yeah. So when I was setting up, some people were like, well, why don't you just park over here? It's beautiful. It's nice and sunny. He said, I'm not moving this in the middle of the tailgate. No. So I parked under the highway. The closest spot you can get to like the entrance of that like cutout fence. Right. We had a good time. A couple hundred people showed up. We nice. got rid of 
so much Corona. Oh, I brought great. I brought at least 300 beers in the cooler, that gigantic cooler, uh-huh. and then had backups. And then when the rain delay started, it was like we ran through all of those That's beers. That's awesome. So thank you to Corona. So was it? I, we I relaxed guess, responsibly, of course. <laughs> I didn't get to watch because I was at work until 9 p.m. It was delayed before the game started. So you yes. were able to just stay. Yeah, we just stayed. I knew oh, that nice. was going to happen. But yeah. by around like six o'clock, we got the alert on the Twitter. That's nice. Yeah. That said, well, first of all, we all got the, the news together. Right. That Max Scherzer was gone. And then oh, we got the yeah. alert that like, OK, and by the way. You're gonna have to sit in the parking lot an extra hour and a half, which oh, you wow. didn't mind doing. Yeah. But when I left my house at 12:15 p.m. to come here, get the truck, load yeah. up, get over there, whatever, uh, get ice, do the whole nine. We were set up before two, or maybe like 2:30, and then I didn't get back at home till like after 1:30, and then you know get to bed at 2 a.m. 2 a.m. Which there are worse things to do. Yes. You know, shout out to first responders and nurses you know and everyone what? else has crazy you're, schedules. You're allowed to just say that that sucked. Well, yeah, it, sucked. it did. <laughs> and as I was walking out of the ballpark, I was saying that. And yeah. I was like, maybe pump the brakes a little bit. I'm talking about how much this sucks. But I understand. I yeah. get it. So anyway, this Saturday, we'll, we will be at Pickles. Uh, and I'm telling you. If you've never been to Baltimore before, there's one street of bars. Basically, Pickles is the is the biggest and best one. But they're none of them are gigantic. Right. They're not like the size of K Corner or whatever. Yeah, it's not gigantic, but they do have an outdoors outdoor setting as well. They put up barricades and they have a fun time. So we worked it out with Pickles. Time at Pickles. They don't need to do this because the Orioles are good. Yeah. The Orioles are good. Fans will be there. They don't need to kind of welcome us in and give us a beer special, but they did. Every single 16-ounce beer that they sell will be $4, which is like half price compared to like what you're going to pay inside. Actually, more than half price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's probably $12 for a 16-ounce. That's crazy. Come on down to Pickles. I'm telling our fans, our fans, Mets fans. Uh, to show up by around like three o'clock, three. I know that's early, but three, yeah. three fifteen, three thirty. Don't show up at like six thinking you're gonna get in because right. by then they're gonna probably be at capacity. Right. But I don't. I know that sometimes you glance over things on the group chat. Yes. Unless when you want to write your ten paragraph. Uh, for I the haven't text. done one of those in a while. I haven't had the time. Tara is the heavy hitter of the yes, day. I meant to ask what this <laughs> means. I saw it, but I saw it at like four a.m. And I know you hate when I text at four a.m. So you know that by now from when we give out like first pitches yes. and Bennett and uh, Sam opening day. Yes. I don't do the stuff, uh-huh. you know, typically, but I did in 2015. So right. in 15, they gave us the same award, heavy hitter award, which is when you sell over X amount of tickets, uh-huh. you're invited on the field before the game. As I like remember a, that. Thank you. Yes. I remember that. So I was like, I'll do it. Yeah. So, but now I haven't done some, something since, but yeah. in 15, I did. So you show up, we, she's going to leave the, the pregame at 6.15. I don't know how many $4 beers she's going to have before then. But <laughs> good thing is she doesn't have to throw a pitch and she yeah. doesn't have to speak or do anything. So have as I'm not many saying as Tara want. can't control herself. But you know no. what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people will be you like, You don't well, need to control yourself. No, but some people be like, I don't want to have to yeah. do something. You'll and be too then, nervous and not be able right. to focus. Yeah. So I hit Tara up and I was like, no pressure if you don't want to do this. Because yeah. you're going to have to leave the pregame like 15 minutes early. Right. Uh, oh, 15 minutes. But the thing with this is you can't bring someone with you. So she's going to go behind home plate, uh, meet up with uh, Cole, who works for the Orioles. Thank you for the honor. And then she'll be on the field before the game, right before first pitch. They'll announce today's heavy hitter is there might be more than one, but, you know, so and so from this organization and Tara Rincon from the seven line army. And they said you cannot wear other teams jerseys Uh or hats. And I wrote back to Cole and Uh I'm like, well, she's not going to wear a jersey or hat, but 
she will have on the event shirt, which I did in 15. And I, in, and I yeah. included the photo of yeah, me yeah. wearing the I've shirt in 15. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay, good enough. Yeah. Okay. So great. that's the story. So shout out to Tara. Uh, and she will be doing the honors for us right Yay, before I love that. first pitch on Very Saturday. So definitely try to get in there early to, uh, you know, not only be in your seats before first pitch and national anthem, but to also cheer Tara on. So if you have not picked up tickets yet for this weekend, and you want to join us, go to the sevenline.com, scroll to the bottom, click the button that says forum. And that's where we urge fans that can or can't make the game. Uh, sorry, not can. If they can't make the game, I tell right. them to put their tickets there. Um, so if you're looking for tickets, go there. If you're looking to sell tickets, something came up, you got a, an emergency and you can't make it, put your tickets there. Please don't put them on sites like TickPick. Even though we love TickPick, we do not. We want don't want our seats. There. Our seats there <laughs> only because. What I would love if TickPick could do this. Yeah. If they can make a tab that says the Seven Line Army. Yeah. So people can share and sell tickets that way would oh. be great. Why? Maybe we got to call them. Maybe Kyle. Kyle. Kyle, we have an idea. <laughs> because the only reason we don't like third-party sites is yeah. when you put them up, right. you buy those seats. You don't know what Maybe you're getting into. Maybe you need into. like a special like password. Well, you know to, that like, uh, like the hot event button they put yeah. on things. Maybe they could put a little button that says or tag this is the seven line army right i don't know you gotta talk to kyle interesting so uh for the time being if you need tickets to anything else that you could possibly think of we strongly suggest our friends at tick pick no hidden fees more savings with over a hundred million dollars in customer savings and counting we guarantee the best prices or they guarantee the best prices but we can back that because we use tick pick <laughs> so uh if you're looking to see snoop dog who's trending <laughs> Or Post Malone or Beyonce. I think Beyonce had a show last Beyonce Saturday. Beyonce was here this weekend, yeah. I wonder if that was uh, affected by the rain. Because the rain came through oh, yeah. quickly and it was at MetLife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a little wild. But for our New York Mets, all right, we do this weekly. I'm almost Guessing nervous to know how what the price would be for, I guess when? it would be when they come back. When's the next home Because tonight they're in Kansas City. Uh-huh. I like that last week when it was a subway series. Like it is. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea the subway series. So tonight they're in KC, and then this weekend they're in Baltimore, and then they come home next week. Uh, I, I believe. I don't know who they're playing, but let's hit this. What button. day of the week is it? It's probably going to be like Tuesday or Monday. Oh. Okay. So five dollars against the Cubs, uh, August seventh against the Cubs, four bucks. That's a shame. I was too high. I was gonna say four. So you could go to the Cubs series next week. For thirteen dollars for all three games, <laughs> except you're gonna pay what is it like a hundred twenty dollars in parking? Well, no, just ride a bicycle <laughs> or walk. Ride your bike on the Grand Central and go to City Field. Yeah, so that's sad. But you can go to all three games next week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday on Tick Pick for thirteen dollars, no fees, which is crazy. incredible and crazy and sad all at the same time. But speaking of the Cubs, I saw um, Marcus Stroman was trending. I, I saw his name in a tweet and I scrolled. And I'm right like, past well, what it. is this about? Like, why yeah. is he? Maybe he got traded. Whatever. I clicked it. He's given up, it, it, which is a it, last night. He only went like three innings or so. He was um, a good year. I thought. he did. He had a couple strong outings back to back. But this isn't like a, a hate on Marcus Stroman. Just crazy how feel free the um, uh, stats can change in in the blink. So Marcus Stroman has allowed 30 earned runs in his last 30 innings. That's great. Like he Holy had a quick shit. dive. Yeah, he had like a strong start, back-to-back starts. Did he not make the all-star team? He was close to making the all-star team. I think team. he actually I think did, he did. And declined. Yeah. He said, uh, I, maybe, he, I don't know why, but he yeah. declined. And uh, that's the story. Speaking of all-star, look, we're all over the map, but it's working out. Remember I was missing one jersey? Yes. I got it. 
So shout out to Jesse Burke. He uh, found one on eBay and hit me up and he said, Hey, I know you're missing the DeGrom jersey from 15 and it was my size and everything. Wow. So I got it. Now I'm complete. The only one I'm, I'm not missing any, but when I started in 13, I have every year's, yeah. there was no all-star game in 2020. So mm -hmm. That's the story. So, yeah, we'll talk to Dakoma in a little bit. I told him 110 and, and he's late. He's so tardy. Hopefully, tardy Tony. Uh, don't be tardy to the party. That's a song <laughs> from, uh, I think it's a housewife. Unfortunately, I know that. Um, yeah, I don't, don't be tardy to, I don't know. I, Kelly had on a housewife last night and I, I went to bed a little early. And normally I stay downstairs and come uh -huh. up later, but I was a little tired from all my cold plungers. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'll get in bed. And then these women were sitting around talking at a table about like, uh, like a never have I ever, but it was all sexual. Well, that's usually how never have I ever. But out. like I was listening to this and I'm like, who would <laughs> even if one of them, what if the two of them were fake and one was real, they all were pretty like wild to say not only out loud, but on television. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how, that's how I get ratings. Yeah, I guess. And who knows if it's even true? I hate those shows. Yeah. Um, I'm sending Tony a uh, quick uh, text here on just, the Twitter. Just say tardy Tony uh nothing else we're ready for you because we're running out of things to talk about <laughs> uh I, I i i have some thoughts on everything that's happened but i kind of want to save them until he's on because i'd rather hear his opinion than ours <laughs> well let me oh you know what we were talking about tick pick and we somehow forgot to tell them the promo code oh my so, gosh oh and there's 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 tony we'll tardy get to, tony tardy tony we'll be <laughs> we're 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 Coming up with a new nickname for you. Just sit tight one second, Tony. Uh, tick pick. Uh, <laughs> use the code OABT. $10 off any order over $99 in the app for a first-time user. If for some reason you've already used that, you could just you know use a different email address. Yeah, have make your, a new account. Your friend or your mom or your sister or your brother uh, purchase the tickets for you. And just make sure they use that code so you can get hooked up with a little bit of a discount. There he is. So um, <laughs> speaking of discounts, do you think uh, the Mets will be making any discounts on uh, any players today, Mr. Tony DeComo from MLB.com. First off, hold on, Judgy Julia. <laughs> I, I I was a minute early. I was told 115. I logged on at 114. So let me check. Let Darren me check. said mm -hmm. that he told you 110. Oh, so I, oh my God, you're right. I took <laughs> my Tony Tony and I give you my dumb Darren. Well, guess what, Tony? Uh, I don't know how much time you have, but uh, let me just tell <laughs> you. You just shamed him for like a full minute. I know. It's my fault. But That's unbelievable. Julia. And you were on board with it. So let's, <laughs> let's pull the jets here. I thought he said 110. Our show goes Sorry, live Tony. at 1 p.m. each week, right? And I'm in here ready. I make the little notes. I yeah. do the tweets and stuff. Julia will walk in at 12.59, like with like zero seconds to spare before I hit the button. Is that 1 p.m.? No, <laughs> my butt's in the chair at 1 p.m. I'm on time. It's pretty easy. You click a button, you're on. It's not yeah. that. Yeah, you're not right. You're right. So speaking of times, <laughs> uh, the deadline is what? Six o'clock today? Yes. So how active between now and then do you think the Mets will be? Well, they're going to be pretty active. I mean, they're going to be in a ton of talks. Uh, you know, Tommy Pham is as good as gone. He's an impending free agent. I, I think the Mets are going to talk real seriously about uh, and probably already have about Brooks Raley, uh, maybe Adam Adovino, some of these other guys who are may or may not be part of the 2024 plans. The big thing is Justin Verlander uh, for a million reasons, um, obviously because of who he is. Um, but for me, it's almost more what it signals for the future of this franchise. If you keep Justin Verlander before the deadline, I think you can make a pretty compelling case that the Mets can be competitive and can go for it. In 2024 if you trade him regardless of what you get in return 
they're probably not going to be super competitive in 2024. And I do feel like Billy Epler greased the wheels for that the other day when he said, well, you know, our preseason odds to make the playoffs to win the World Series next year might not be as high as they are this year. Um, so there's two tracks the Mets can go down. I'm not particularly sure which is the right one, but a lot of this in my mind depends upon whether they do, in fact, trade Verlander today. So uh, a few weeks ago when uh, Steve Cohen – uh, had his his press conference with you guys and obviously it was streamed live and a lot of fans were tuned in he basically said this is on the players he said if you if if the players basically uh can turn this around then you know the fate is kind of in their hands so the other day when i i, I again I, I know that it seems juicier when certain things are put on twitter and think quotes might be chopped but i know that scherzer did address that you know he was partially to blame with uh, you know not maybe he didn't put in those words but he was underperforming on his part but then also questioned why the Mets would trade the closer and he had to have a talk with upper management, basically. So I feel like to me that was saying, um, you know, get, get, get rid of me. Basically. I don't know. I don't really know how, how that really came across to you guys or, or other fans, but when he basically said, I, I want to know what the direction of this team is when the reason why we're kind of in the position we're in is because guys like Ken were underperforming. Right. It kind of just didn't, it didn't seem to make a whole lot of sense to me. Well, I think also you have the cause and effect of he obviously went and had that conversation and then literally hours later, he gets traded. So clearly he heard something that he didn't love and almost kind of more damning is not the word, but indicative of what's going on. Justin Verlander, who has been very consistent throughout the past couple of months and saying, you know, this hasn't been the year that we've wanted, but I didn't sign a one year deal. I'm in this. I'm in this for longer than just 2023. Well, he also kind of said, I need to talk to management after my last start. And lo and behold, all of a sudden after that, these trade rumors start picking up a ton of steam. So I do think there is a track that the Mets are looking at where what Billy Apple said the other day is absolutely true. This team does not want to go into a multi-year rebuild where you're talking about like what the Orioles did or what the Astros did last decade, where you're just bad for four or five years and then once your prospects mature, you're good again. I don't think that's the plan by any stretch of the imagination, but there is a world in which the Mets say, okay, we're going to punt on 2024 because we just don't have the horses to do it, to go out and spend a ton in free agency. You're going to have to buy up three to four big name starting pitchers. Those guys are going to require five, six, seven year deals that could hamstring your franchise for the better part of a decade. But I think there's a, there's a case to be made where you say, okay, Let's punt 2024. We don't have Scherzer. We don't have Verlander. You know, maybe we get crazy and trade Pete Alonso. I know people don't want to hear it, but he uh-huh. is going to be a free agent after next year. And there's a pretty good chance that perhaps the Mets won't have him back. So I think you can say that. And then by 2025, all of these prospects are pretty mature. They're ready to go. You still have Lindor, presumably in his prime. You still have Brandon Nimmo, presumably in his prime. Brett Beatty, Francisco Alvarez, all these guys. And you can make a pretty compelling case that this could be a very, very good team in 2025 and beyond. So I do think that's one track. I'm not sure the Mets have committed to it, and I don't think they have to commit to it until or unless they trade Justin Verlander. But that is a possibility. So you brought up Lindor, uh, and you know I, I'm I'm sure that some of this seems to basically be a little bit of lip service because even fans might say until they're mathematically out, they're not really out. Right. So uh, you know even after the trades with you know, Robertson and, and Canna and who knows what's going to happen today. I think it was maybe yesterday uh, or even two days ago, actually, 
uh, Lindor basically said, you know, we're still going to try to push for the playoffs. Uh, believe it or not, I got an email from a fan yesterday that said that we need to start a campaign for you got to believe 2023. They want me to make shirts and signs <laughs> and said it's not over yet. And I said, listen, I wrote back. The only thing that we are definitely believing in right now is tailgating because, you know, uh, I don't think I mean, stranger things have happened. Of course. Uh, if all these guys play, all the guys that are left can play up to their potential and be NL player of the month like Pete Alonso just was and see what happens then yeah stranger things have happened but um for the time being no t-shirts will be made no you no. gotta believe 2023 shirts will be made but do you think that the players that are still there really believe that they have something left to really go for it or you think that that's going to really change after six o'clock today you know what was interesting to me was after the robertson trade I, there was a sense in the clubhouse that a lot of guys were surprised by it but then when they found out that david robertson had been traded they I think a bunch of guys thought that they were going to, it was a buy. They were going to get back something that was going to help them in 2023. Whereas obviously the front office was looking at this very differently. And I think finally, once the Mets traded Scherzer over the weekends, it clicked for guys that like, oh damn, like we're selling off. This is not what the team expected. And I think that's kind of common around baseball. You get these players who have their nose down. Everybody thinks they can make a run. Even the bad teams, there's a lot of, there's a lot of players on those teams who think they can make a run. And until kind of overwhelming evidence exists that it's not going to happen, they're going to believe it. So I think Scherzer was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back for a lot of these guys. Uh, can they be competitive for the next two months? Probably not. I just don't think they have the starting pitching horses to do it. The lineup's still good. Uh, maybe you find some interesting pieces in the bullpen that can help you, like a Hartwig steps up and, and you know, is that guy for a couple months. But it's really hard to do it when you're not running out of quality starting pitcher every night. And there's very little evidence that the Mets are going to do that. Um, but that doesn't mean that there's not things to watch. Like uh, actually Billy Epler was asked this the other day and he said, I'm very interested to see what happens with Brett Beatty over the final two months of the season. How does Francisco Alvarez look? These guys are, you know, playing full seasons uh, essentially for, for Alvarez a full season in the big leagues for the first time in his career. Um, how does Mark Vientos look if he starts playing every day? Does Ronnie Mauricio get a call up? Mike Vassell, some of these other prospects. So just because you're probably not going to make a run doesn't mean there's not intrigue. There's not reason to watch. There's not reason to go to the games. I understand fully that it's not what fans signed up for at the start of 2023. But there are still things that I certainly will be pretty interested to watch. It's sad, you man. You get paid to watch, yeah. Tony. <laughs> I do get paid to watch, but that doesn't mean I don't have an interest in it, too. You know, you, you watch the team every day. You become course, invested in it. Uh, yeah, you know, not in the way that a that a fan is or a super fan like uh, you, Julia. But it is. It's taking a hit of intrigue. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's great. It's, <laughs> well, it's crazy, man, because we had you last on in like March, I think. It was still like. Oh my god, what training. a different conversation. We were talking about yeah. the World Baseball Classic and so on and so forth, and it's like. Who would have thought that, that, you know, this many months later, August 1st, that we're in the position, we, I say we, like I'm on the team. The we Mets, are on the team. The Mets are in the position they're in. It's unbelievable. That well, we you know what's funny, Darren, is, is if you had told me before the year that this would happen, that the Mets would be in a position where they're selling off pieces prior to the deadline, I would have said, okay, you know, Verlander, Scherzer, maybe those guys got hurt. Maybe there was a major injury to Pete Alonso, to Francisco Lindor. Like the Mets have had a couple things. Obviously, Edwin Diaz, um, Verlander missing a month. They've actually been remarkably healthy. If you yeah. look around the league, and I haven't done a deep dive into this, but I would imagine the Mets have been one of the healthier teams in baseball. So 
it's just been underperformance kind of across the board. And that's what's so surprising right. in my eyes. Not just that one or two guys are having bad years, but uh, with the exception of who Brandon Nimmo, a couple other guys on the roster, like pretty much everyone's having a down year. And that's kind of crazy to predict. And that's where I struggle with at this point. Like I know everything you're saying is very logical and that, you know, you're, you're trading weight pieces, get pieces back to hopefully be competitive in 2024 and beyond whatever. But the more I watch this godforsaken team, the more I realize how much of a game of fucking luck baseball is and that you really just need everyone to click at the same time for months at a time and how rare that is that it's like, okay, sure, well, we'll make all these moves and hopefully everything will pan out. And it's just so. Well, and that's why, Julia, in my eyes, if you want to criticize this Mets organization for anything that has happened in the past five years, the most damning thing that happened was last year at the trade deadline, not yes. pushing your chips in. Because that was a team that was clicking. Mm -hmm. You were having career years from a ton of guys. They were on a 100 win pace for basically the entire summer. They went up, wound up winning 101. Yes, there were some warning signs, but I think if you had really made a push at the deadline, gone in would you have affected your future chances to win the world series in 2024 2025 yeah but that's what good teams do and who yeah. wins the world series without really making a push in the deadline these days it's pretty rare it's not the type of thing that happens so yeah. um where criticism is due i think it was last year at the deadline that strategy basically doing nothing standing pat for the most part that really you know if you had a do-over i think that's the one i first guessed it at the time I'm still second guessing it now a year later. Yep. I, I completely agree. And I want to come out and say, as irrational as it might sound, I don't care about a dynasty. Give me one. Go all in one year, make an effort, and give me one, and I will shut up for the next 20 years. I don't need a dynasty. Just give you me absolutely one. will not shut up for the oh, next 20 years. Of course years. not, Tony. I can't. It's, it's, just, it's so frustrating. A dynasty takes luck like it's not just yeah. about how good the players have it's will they stay healthy will they play up to par every single year all of them will they all do that will you have competent people in charge who will utilize them correctly just i completely agree and people said oh my god everybody has to let the trade deadline go it is what it is this is a great team but like how is that not i completely agree it's the most frustrating thing that's happened the past five years you have lightning in a bottle and you're just like okay let's hope it doesn't burn out by october plus yeah. it's so fun i mean look at 2015 that yeah. team didn't really deserve for a lot yeah. of the summer the deadline push that they got mm -hmm. but you know they got lucky in that Jonas Espinosa was the guy that they wound up trading for at the deadline and obviously all of those other bit parts that they got wound up playing big roles down the stretch and how fun was that yep. it was it was exciting to be at the ballpark every day there's a different vibe when you feel like that you know that ownership in the front office are like we're all in on this team it might be irrational to be trading what we're trading to get these guys but this is what we're doing because we're pushing to win a championship and we're not thinking about the three to five to ten year window we're thinking about right now you're going to see teams do that today Maybe some teams do it with Justin Verlander as the piece. Mm -hmm. uh, it's fun when that happens. That's one of the most fun. Completely agree. Well, well, it's uh, you know, we were talking about just talking about ownership, and um, there's no way in hell the previous ownership would have ever eaten money to get rid of Max Max Scherzer. No. You know, so you know, if if there's one thing to, uh, I mean, that's not something to hang your hat on, but to be confident on is that the Mets are going to. Steve said it. Yeah. The money's already spent. I, I will say this on record. I am very happy that everything that we're going through as a franchise is with Steve Cohen in charge and not the Wolfons. I mean, I can still say as critical as you can be of other things, 
we would be in a much worse position with somebody else in charge. Well, and as recently as last week, you know, people were asking, are they going to trade Max Scherzer? Are they going to trade Justin Verlander? Yeah. And my response was typically like, maybe they decide to trade Verlander. I don't think they're going to be able to find a taker for Scherzer. So, you know, the David Robertson trade was what it was. The, the Mark Canna trade was what it was. We'll see what happens today with Tommy Pham and some other guys. Uh, but the Scherzer deal, to pay that money and essentially buy a top, a unanimously considered top 50 prospect in baseball, uh, not to mention the brother of Ronald Acuna Jr., which is a nice little storyline. Like that to me was a very good trade, no matter what happens, because now, yes, you're paying money for it, but you don't have to worry about what happens with Max Scherzer who's had so much trouble staying healthy. who has been an obvious decline over the past, not just this year, but two, three years um, to get a guy of Acuna's caliber for that is, is was a really good deal in my Completely opinion. Agree. So if I had to ask you, you know, gun to your head, yes or no, is Otani on the Mets next year? Yes or no? <laughs> they put the gun down, Darren. <laughs> All right, no gun. We have enough problems. Let's, let's do this in peace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my gut says no, uh, just because everything I've heard around the industry is that he so much prefers the West Coast. I think. Obviously, those West Coast teams, whether it's the Dodgers or, yes, even going back to the Angels, might be aggressive on him. Um, that being said, there is a world in which the Mets just put so much in the middle for this guy. Who knows what we're even talking about? $600 million, $700 million, just blow other teams away where he has to consider it and effectively can't say no. I think teams or I think people and fans want to assume that the Mets are going to do that. There's definitely an argument that spending $600 million plus for Shohei Otani, as great as he is, possibly the greatest baseball player ever to walk the face of the earth, might be stupid because you're paying for what he's already done and you don't know that he's going to continue to be this player. He probably won't continue to be this player into his 30s as he gets on eventually into his mid-30s. So I'm not sure the Mets are going to go there, especially if they go the strategy today where they essentially are punting on 2024 because then you're losing a prime year in which Otani could make you a World Series contender. So for all those reasons, gun to my head, Darren, very violent, but I'll, I'll deal with it. I'm going to say no. But again, we're in Steve Cohen's world with these with this Mets team. Nothing really surprises me. And if the Mets land Joey Otani, I wouldn't be remotely surprised. $700 million is such an insane price tag to think about. <laughs> I was. It's so insane that like if he really prefers the West Coast and the West Coast is offering him $500 million, what difference is $200 million at that point? But, I don't know. I don't and know. it depends on the player. And, and yeah. Joey Otani, I don't know him. He strikes yeah. me as the type of guy in which money is not necessarily the absolute motivating factor. Right. I think lifestyle is huge for this guy. I think the idea of winning a championship is huge mm -hmm. for this guy. And maybe he sees what's going on with this Mets deadline and says, maybe that's not yeah. the team for me. We'll see. You're going to see a ton more reporting on this over the coming months and obviously into the offseason. But um, yeah, I think for some people, the difference between 500 and 700 million is huge because they want that reputational. They want to get every single dollar. Yeah. I think for other people, it's like, okay, I could never spend $500 million in a thousand lifetimes. So what am I going to do? Why do I care about getting 700 million? We'll see which camp Otani ultimately falls into. I just don't want to be in the camp of uh, Pete Alonso not being on the Mets tomorrow. So hopefully yeah. that uh, does not come down before now in six o'clock. It is now 1.30. I think that'll be just I can't so I can't counterproductive imagine. to the morale of the fan base. Well, not like that, just <laughs> the Mets in, like the Mets branding in general is so, you know, not that they have that much in stone with Pete Alonso, but the amount of 
uh, backing they've done with the polar bear and everything. Right. everything but not only that, I can't, I can't recall a player maybe since David Wright who was as publicly all in about being a Met. I can't imagine Pete being in anyone else's uniform ever, yeah. so hopefully that doesn't happen, but uh, certainly not by tomorrow. So, <laughs> And that's where you get a window into how organizations think, right? Yeah. We don't have a ton of data on Steve Cohen and how he operates. Is it important to him to pay up for a player that is that beloved by the franchise, by the organization? Or does he take the more cold and calculating look, which I'm sure he does all the time in his business right. life, and say, look, this guy's got one year left after this one under team control. He's probably going to get $200 million plus in free agency. Do we want to pay that for a first baseman when we have so many other holes? If he's going to be gone anyway, you know, is it does it make sense to trade him now when he's got a year and a half of team control and we could get just a ransom for him. Yeah. I, again, I doubt the Mets are going to ultimately go down that path, but we'll see if that's the type of thinking that this front that becomes dominant in this front office when you have to make these sorts of hard decisions. I'd hate it so much. All right, Tony, I, we know you have a, a extremely busy day ahead of you. And obviously, if people are watching this and they don't follow you by now, they definitely should be, especially on days like today. Is today crazier than uh, is is it? The trade deadline typically crazier than the the day before the lockout. Remember, like how nuts that day yeah. was for you guys. It was pretty similar. That was a deadline style day. I will say, a day like this is better than a typical you know December day in the off season because you don't know if something could come down that day or in a week right. or in two weeks. Whereas you know it's going to happen today. Like yeah. Tommy Pham is going to get traded today. Yeah. And we just don't know when. Right now and yeah. Us. Sorry to call, sorry to keep. Are you, you're you're down in Kansas City. I am, yes. Phenomenal molding in that hotel room, by the way. I'm checking out. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's, it's nicely renovated. <laughs> All right, man. So uh, enjoy the rest of the season. Uh, October 1st is the, the final home game of the year at City Field. We all don't think they're playing past that day, but the Mets are going to be playing in October this year. Maybe stick around after the game. We're going to try to figure something out to maybe get together and do something if you want to swing by. Will we see you next week? When is the... Um... Oh, next Thursday. You're going to be at City Field on the uh, FDNY NYPD night, or are you taking the night off? I think I, I got to look at my calendar. I forget if I'm going to be there or not, but I, I you know, my yeah. guy, David Wright's going to be there. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, For sure. We got we you gotta... look over here. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. So be good. And, uh, we'll, we'll be sure to watch you, uh, all day on, on the Twitter. Thanks for being so on time. Tony. All right. Yeah. Dumb Darren and Deji Julia. Have a good <laughs> one. Me? It was dumb Darren. <laughs> <laughs> have a good one. <laughs> Love it. Uh, we were bringing, uh, we were talking about, you know, the ballpark and it's kind of like depressing to be there now because <laughs> of the, the state of the team. I took a photo of the parking lot on Saturday at like 530 on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. And usually, you know, our group, besides our group, right. you know, other fans are showing up and whatever. The parking lot was completely empty. Nobody was there. And I don't want to throw shade on the, on the ownership because clearly they have other things going on. But you almost never see yeah. the lights off in the owner's suite behind the plate. They're always like entertaining someone. Right. It's got to be almost embarrassing for them too. You know, like I get it. It is it is a business. And like Anthony uh, or Tony was just saying, uh, you know, we don't really know what it's like behind closed doors of yeah. Steve Cohen and his business life. But it's tough to pretend everything is fun and and uh, and groovy when the team is playing how, how they are how they are you know it just so. it all just i feel like we go through such a roller coaster with the way we talk about i don't know if we talk about steve cohen. i mean i think we're both in agreement that we love having steve cohen yeah. and, and alex and they're great and you know i wouldn't really want anybody else leading the team and while you know they've 
maybe had some faults here or there who hasn't, they're human. That's fine. But I feel like we just go through cycles on this show of like, oh, it's just, just a, you know, it's a tough time and Steve Cohen's in a hot spot or whatever. And then there's other times where like Steve Cohen is the fucking man. Like <laughs> yeah. it's just so like zero to a hundred. Well, that's how we, that's, it's how fans of any team are. They're not very rational. They want to win yeah. and almost kind of like turn a blind eye to certain things yeah. that, you know, whether it's a player in their personal life or, or someone that you might not like because they said X, Y, Z right. or whatever. But when they put the uniform on and, and they win and, and yeah. they're helping your team, like I said, us, our team, yeah. Uh, you know, they sometimes look the other way, but yeah. you know, it, it is what it is. I'm going to read some comments to you right now on oh, Twitter. And I okay. want you to let me know what these comments could be about, because I used to read comments like this all the time. Oh, God. Um, okay. This process was frustrating and very disappointing. Uh, same. Item was customized, had all my info info, and uh, went to click the payment and the site went down. How are they sold out if no one was able to get through? Sold out. I don't think so. I was on as soon as it went live. Put my CC through three times. It's annoying. Uh, there was another one that said, had it sold out. Sure. You sold them to your friends. There's Taylor no, Swift tickets. There's no way they sold out when no one was able to purchase them on your website because it crashed. This experience soured me so much. My renewal for the season tickets is in question. <laughs> that is drastic. Oh my god! So I when when is this the, the Santa hat or no, the, the no, apple no, no. hat? This has nothing to do with the seven line. Oh, but great. it sounds like I'm it just gonna say this because could so be the seven line. Back when we used to sell our home game tickets on our website, uh -huh. and we only have 859 of them, and we would put opening day up, and by let's say we did yeah. 10 a.m. 10:01, it was sold out. People gone. were furious. See these yeah. emails. The Mets put up bricks today. Oh, the uh yes. the brick foundation whatever because we we're just talking about the the cohen shout out to yes. alex who does an incredible job with the amazing mm -hmm. mets foundation Completely. i don't know how many they had available but they sold out so it is what it is they sold out you're you know that they actually did go up for sale because you'll see all the new ones up at the stadium right. next year bradley solomon and lizzie both said to me hey do you think there's any kind of way we can get a pre-sale for members and i said they're not going to sell out. Yeah. There's so much space. If they have to, they'll extend it down Seaver way. If they have to, yeah. they're not, Mets are not going to turn money away. You'll get your brick. I guess I was wrong. That's crazy. So it's yeah. just a brick. I it's, have a brick here somewhere. I have my family has one, one too. My mine's actually in a prime spot. It's right in front oh, of the, the right brick. in front of the rotunda. Shoe got it for me. Oh, thanks, buddy. Shoe. Sweet. Uh, I still don't know where it is, though. <laughs> I've seen because you got a replica. You haven't seen it. I don't know the, where it is. You're lying. All this time you've never it, found it. Mine's right. Not in that front. I don't appreciate the wonderful, wonderful gift, but you got to go find it. I got mine in 2014. It's a little dusty on the oh, top. We got ours when the stadium opened. It's been there since the beginning. So oh, well, sorry. It's, it, well, no, but that's why it's in such a good spot. I think it's right in front a little. If you're standing in front of the rotunda, it's to your right. I think when like he purchased it, he had a map or maybe he gave me a map to say where it is. I don't know where it is. We'll find out. I'm sure you could ask somebody when bricks were made in 2014, where were they put? Oh. And then just look in that area. Yeah, there's got to be some kind of hologram or something on there. I don't know, <laughs> but it's it's there. Uh, you can't see it on camera, but it is below this Shea Stadium sign that it's I a got. dusty. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, I mean. Got to get a Swiffer in here. It's uh, it's weathered. It's no, what do they call it? It's uh, seasoned. It's, it's it's good. So, um, so you can see yeah. how's your grass? It, excellent. <laughs> It was, it got, there was like a little, some kind of like bugs Gross. forming. Gross. So we moved it outside. It's thriving. Wait till you go see it. <laughs> go out the front when you leave. It's almost as if that's where grass is supposed to be. Yeah. Well, yeah, it should be outside, but you know, you never didn't want that beautiful <laughs> gift. That's your fault. Not ours. Uh, so anyway, if I said the name Paul Rubens, would you know who that is? No. It's so crazy. The should generational I? guy. Yes. Yeah, that's Pee Wee. 
So oh, no, I know Pee Wee. Pee Wee Herman the is the character he created, but Paul Rubens is the actor that played the character. Go he ahead. passed away May yesterday. He rest in peace. And I was looking at, you know, different scenes from, I bet you never even saw Pee Wee's Big Adventure, the movie. I did when I was little. I saw bits and pieces. It came pieces. out in 85, so you weren't I even born I saw bits yet. and pieces. No, I didn't see it in theaters, but I've seen I watched it again it. recently. Uh, it creeped me out. I, I won't we ever talked about this. I don't do drugs, but... <laughs> Uh, I went to Blue Point. Have we ever talked about how Darren doesn't do drugs? Fact checkers you know what, love people, us know. You know, it's, it's weird. There's always like, and some people like say this, but they're lying, but I'm telling the God's honest truth. I bartended for many years yeah. and a lot of people I worked with would do, you know, drugs to yeah. stay awake late at night. We had to work till 4 a.m., whatever. I never did. I don't either. And I, I, I've taken one edible in my life and that is it. I've never smoked marijuana, nothing. Well, I've smoked weed, but like, yeah. you know, I never like did it like religiously right yeah. so anyway uh that wasn't the drug of choice if you were bartending until 4 a.m but like a lot of people <laughs> around me would and i yeah. would just be like oh they're just very drunk I, I was like so oblivious right but we're at the blue point Castiel festival last year i guess it was november-ish and now it's like we legal weed everywhere yeah, yeah, you're yeah. just allowed mm -hmm. it's it's you can do whatever you want these days and i bought a bag of uh gummies nice and i'd have them every once in a while and i don't even know where i'm going with this but um how do we get? How do we get here? You don't do drugs. What do they say? What do they call that? A, a fe some kind of dream? Fever dream? Yeah. Why do I bring up having drugs? Darren has never done drugs. His how did that get here? His brick was dusty. Brick was dusty. I bought a bag of gummies. <laughs> I would. Well, I stopped eating. Someone I mean, rewind the show. Yeah. What was I saying before <laughs> that? Can you believe that we had a reputable MLB.com beat reporter on the show today? On the trade deadline day, he took his time to talk to <laughs> And us. now I'm talking about buying gummies. Anyway, I didn't even finish the bag. Oh, I'd have like a half of a half. I, I, I couldn't do it on smoke, right? All right. I had to quit. Uh -huh. I would take them it was only on Wednesdays. <laughs> I would take Why? a half of a I don't know. I just picked. What, what was so hard about I Wednesdays? I decided I was only going to do once a week. Okay. It was my thing in the winter, right? Pump day, great day. And then Kelly would go to sleep. It would kick in. I'd be watching TV. Oh, that's how I got here. <laughs> the okay. last time I watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> You're memorializing this Was the man. night that I had my first gummy. Oh, God. Okay, great. That's see Full circle moment. But I had Make to quit. Rest in peace. I had to quit. I would stand in the pantry and eat for an hour. <laughs> like, what? What's that? I didn't know you can get the munchies from gummies. Well, I, I don't know how. So that I would works just stand there. Specifically, I'll have pretzels now. I'll have this now. I'll do this. I would take like a rice cake and make my own peanut butter and jellies on the rice Gross. cake, which are incredible. Uh, yeah, I ate too much, so I had to quit the gummies. But anyway, R.I.P. to Pee Wee Herman. That's how we got here. It's not funny. It's not funny that he died. No, of course not. It's funny that that's how that's where. But now I'll us. never forget having my first gummy. Of course, Pee Wee Herman. Great. Uh, anyway, Where so you when you had your first gummy, let us know. In the yeah, comments. let us know. You guys do. Uh, Robert wants to know if I'm on drugs. <laughs> dot dot dot. Now. Remember when we started the show this season and like the club lighting? Like every show we did, it was as if we were on drugs. Yeah. I well, you know we what my, dr my like drug is now is cold plunging. So today is day 17 of Here the last go. 18 days of the plunge. All right. You have to do three minutes is the minimum. Yesterday I ditched. The timer you and I in like up to your your neck all the way into your neck. Okay. You don't have to though. A lot of people yeah. you watch on videos yeah. online. Now that we talk about it a lot, I get <laughs> I get like the Instagram thing. Yeah. Hey, buy it for your house. Yeah, they sit like this and only go up to the, their chest. They leave their arms out. Lame, cheating. <laughs> so here I go up to the neck. Some people dunk at the end just to get like the last effect yeah. of going in. I haven't done that yet. But um, day seventeen of eighteen. Tomorrow's nineteen. 
my 18th, but the actual challenge ends mm-hmm. on Thursday. I'm not eligible because I missed a day. Womp womp. But he's putting ice in with the cold punch. The cold punch is already like a circulating hot tub, but uh-huh. cold, where it constantly filters so people can go into it and it's not gross. And uh, there's two tubes, so it's like a, a freezer and it brings the water in and out. So the water is constantly staying cold. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be 32 to, on Thursday. So that should be interesting. At what point is that not safe? You can't do it for like more than. It, hypothermia will kick in like after like 10 minutes or so yeah so um anyway yesterday i got rid of the timer because i'm not in it anymore so it doesn't sit there and time me Don't hit 10 minutes so i screenshot there's no service in there i screenshot stairway to heaven which is exactly eight minutes <laughs> and press play and got in and did my eight minutes and made it i got That's, through that eight minutes is dicey it's crazy if you're saying 10 minutes of the by hypothermia six hit, i was like that song buffers because there's bad internet you're screwed no that's why i did screenshot okay and now it's a you like, screen recorded it's saved it. as see, a video see, on my phone right so i'm sitting there and at six minutes i knew what the song was i'm like all right i don't got two minutes left i could do it finish the eight minutes boom done last time i'm like all right what's today's song gonna be today was gonna be metallica one i already did it today 10 a.m that's seven minutes and 30 seconds what i didn't realize was when i screenshot the screen i had it on like full volume and that song, I don't, you probably don't know. It starts off pretty quiet and then uh, it kicks in. It's yeah. pretty heavy. The owner of the place that I, I felt so like I was being so rude because I don't like the, I don't like making anyone else's job harder. I yeah. don't like the, people that walk around on like speakerphone and this and that. It's, yeah. it's really not my thing, right? If you do that, you're kind of inconsiderate. Yeah. So I'm in there and it's a peaceful place. People are getting like <laughs> massages and they're in saunas and doing the. Some, and there's you in a tub. Some people in the cold plunge, they take like they take it so serious because they really trying to fight through and yeah. get through. Right. Yeah. I close the door. I turn on Metallica one, which at like the two minute mark, gets a little heavy uh-huh. and I'm in there and I'm like, fuck, I'm like, this is pretty loud. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, man, I don't really want to. Like, you don't want to get out and cheat. I didn't want to like go yeah. and turn it off. So the door, the door knocks and the owner puts his hand in. And he's like. And I'm like, I can't. I was like, I, I didn't realize I'm already in here. Like, I'm sorry. Like, he came over and turned it off thinking he was lowering it. And then I was just laying in there with no timer. Oh, no. So I ended up still doing over six minutes today. But tomorrow I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to wear my beats. And what I'm... is the exact moment of hypothermia? I don't know. You'd because have to look that up. There's a Taylor Swift song. It's 10 minutes and 13 seconds. I don't know if I could do that. But uh... I challenge you to try. It's a great song. Listen to the lyrics. Um, okay, I will. All too well. Well, 10 minutes. Is it like going to get me like fired up though? Because, like, I like. No, it's going to give you depression. Oh, I don't want that then. So, my goal, I screenshotted. I have a couple different songs. I was talking to my brother in law, Joey, about this. So, I already accomplished um, uh, Stairway to Heaven, which is eight minutes. Uh-huh. He recommended uh, American Pie. I was going to say that. Which is eight minutes and 24. I got that. Yeah. And then after that, Freebird is Ooh. nine minutes and eleven Freebird's seconds. Freebird's a good one. So I'm gonna work my way up to Freebird eventually. So uh, that's the case with that. Shout out to Corona. We already talked about them a little earlier for hooking us up with the beers for the pregame party uh, for adding 150. It was a long ass day, and we went through hundreds of them. We are now 85 Great. and 65 with the group. I would like to say that we'll be 86 and 65 after this Saturday, but. Who knows? The Orioles are a good team and the Mets are what they are. Who knows what they will be <laughs> the by Mets tonight? The Mets are what they are. Well, I mean, let's be <laughs> no, real. No, it's here. true. You know, I don't know what the Mets are going to be tonight. It's true. It doesn't we'll look find good. out by uh, uh, 6 p.m. And that is Eastern time. But Tony says that fam is uh, as good as gone. That makes sense. So we will see what happens. It's crazy. Well, you know what it is, too? Let's, let's backtrack here and talk about the Mets and not cold punching for a second. <laughs> Opening day. 
Verlander didn't break camp with the team because he was hurt. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he broke camp. He was going to be on the team, right, obviously. Right. Uh, Quintana didn't start until like last month. Mm-hmm. So like the the guys that had to perform the, in the beginning of the season, we were hoping Peterson and these guys were going to, McGill was going to do something. They didn't. Verlander came in and he got a little bit of a slow start because basically he had, I don't know how many rehab starts right. he did, but you know, now that he's in the mix, he's, he's you know, back in the groove too. and yeah. he's, he's in, he's in it. But the comments from Max Scherzer the day were so crazy to me. We brought it up to Tacoma being yeah. like, well, you have to have to talk with the team. Like, what's the direction of the team? If you played be, better, I'm the be direction so of the team would have been brutally honest. Now that I can be, I am so glad I don't have to pretend to root for Mark Max Scherzer anymore. I never liked the. I'm sure he's a fine human being. He's nuts. But like as a baseball player, every time there was I a big game, stand him. There was no big game where he yeah. came in. I was like, all right, I have confidence. Yeah. Like last year when they went down to Atlanta, they had to win like one game. They yeah. couldn't do it. Yeah. Went into the postseason, or if you want to call it the postseason, some people think the wild cards out the postseason. Yeah. They all fucked up. My dad called it when they signed him. He's like, he's just going to be Tom Glavin 2.0. He's going to come in and just like shit the bed when it counts and leave. And you're going to forget that he was ever on the team except for the fact that he shit the bed. Well, when you might it not counted. remember. I, I I agree with you. You might not remember the last uh, during the collapse yeah. in uh, 2007. Uh, they asked Glavin not something devastated. about the game. He's like, eh, yeah, I'm not devastated. Eh, whatever. It's not devastating. It, uh, and listen, correct. I'm not. Max Scherzer did have beautiful, bright spots as a Met. I'm not going to pretend that's not true. I just it's hard to remember them. Though. He he was also just one of those players when he was an opposing player on the Nationals. I hated so much. Like he is he. I can only put him with like like the 2007 2008 Philly players in terms of people that I just fucking couldn't stand. Like I, I despised him when we got him. I really wasn't even excited. I had to pretend to be for the show, but I really want Well, It's him. like the reason why, well, it, it's, it's, it's different, but you know, Bryce Harper is just kind of infuriating because yeah. you just think like, Oh, he's just like a jock douche, whatever. Yeah. But if he was on your team, like I'd like him. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and I try, I tried Max Scherzer. He loves rescue dogs. Like he, there's so many things about him that I should love. It's just the irrational fandom part of my brain combined with the fact that he shit the bed when it counted. That and that, I can't. His comments are so ridiculous because it's so true. You know, Tony was just saying Verlander leaving this team is a sign that they're punting on 2024, which I don't even understand how that's so true when Scherzer and, you know, Verlander's been better as of late, but like they haven't been great and they are the reason that we're not good. So why would keeping them mean that we have a chance in 2020? That's what doesn't make sense to well, me. Well, I just don't think they I have. Think they're a well, little just like you, well, they are. But before the season started, you said the same thing. Like, yeah, how are we going I've into this? I've been saying it since day one. How are, you, how are we going into this year putting the entire weight of the team yeah. on the backs of two guys that are basically four no years doubt, old hall of famers and i'm not discrediting who they are as players but the fact of the matter is father time is not on their side and you know and that's another thing like this might be a very irrational way of thinking or maybe it's not i don't know but you know verlander saying or i saw a tweet that said you know Verlander's not going to want to leave because he knows that Steve cohen has the money to get the free agents they need to like be competitive next year and I'm sorry, but why the fuck does Justin Verlander care about next year when he's Justin fucking Verlander and he knows if he's getting traded, he's going to a contender. He does not know what his body's going to be like next year. If I was an aging player of any kind, I would not want to be here for the future. Fucking send me to who's winning now. If I'm not going to win now with you, why would he want to stay? And not to mention and like, twice. You can't take that personally. That's just no. like he wants to win. And why twice would he this year stay? he got caught with the sticky stuff. Yeah. So like this year has been so fucking crazy. Yeah. And like 
we have two more months of this. Yeah. Just so you know, yeah. it is August 1st. Oh, my God. That's October, insane. <laughs> October 1st is the final yeah. game of the season, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I just don't like I, I keep I was thinking about this a lot. If I was an aging player or I mean, if you've been paid already, like if you already got your big contract, is this how you want to go out? Yeah, yeah but it, it's also just like, why would you ever want to sign a multi deal year anywhere? Be on a team that is one year deal and you know. If this team is not winning by the deadline, I'm going to go somewhere that is. I think why because wouldn't you want that? Th- I, I, in their case, I, you know, myself included, like you never know when your body's going to just like break down. Exactly. So why not sign a multi-year deal and get guaranteed money? I don't know. So even if Justin Verlander got hurt at the end of this year, someone would sign him for next year. When you're Justin Verlander, not you're for Max the same Scherzer. amount of money though. Like again, I, I, again, I think this is a personal thing, but like for me, when you have that much fucking money already. And if, if really what you want is to win, if what you want is the most money, I totally get it by all means, sign your multi-year deal. But if your whole thing is I want to win, why would you ever sign a multi-year deal? One-year deals, and if you're not winning at the deadline, you're going to go somewhere that is and you're going to have a shot. I think it's just they, they, at this point in their careers, they can't bank on their bodies surviving. So but multi-year they have deals, plenty in the bank, so well, that's whatever. my point. Some people never have enough. That's fine. To each Speaking their own. of never having enough, um, no when to say when, obviously, but I can never have enough Coronas responsibly, of course. So true. Ben. Corona is delicious. I can't wait to have some on Friday when I get back to get down to Baltimore uh, to watch the Mets on Friday night. And obviously, we, we will be out there on Saturday as well with the crew. Uh, head on over to uh, enter the Francisco Lindor collection because he hit the last milestone and everything is now activated oh, great. on the uh, on the site. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, head on over to any of the seven line social media channels. And in our link tree, you'll see a button that brings you to the Corona and Mets collection sweepstakes. You click the little button here that says enter. You scroll down and on the bottom, you can fill out your information and they will contact you if you are one of the winners. So shout out to Corona. We appreciate you guys, uh, you know, picking us to help you spread the word on this. We've had fun with it all season long. And unfortunately this year is what it is, but you guys, you know, commit to this before the year, and so did we. And we we love Corona, and we love trying to help you guys out. So, who would not want some free Mets stuff? I certainly know a lot of fans that would. The top and bottom, you can see here if you're scrolling through, just became activated uh, over the past few days, and they're giving that away for free. So it's all custom artwork and custom exclusive products by NYC-based artist Sen2, the number two, S-E-N-2. So enter the sweepstakes today. No purchase necessary, and good luck. Thanks to Corona and uh, the Mets. So we are heading out to Minnesota uh, in September. Um, I'm going solo. I don't think – I don't doubt you're going. I don't think. Imagine I just showed up in Minnesota. Oh, Julie's like, I've been to no Adams this year. I've been to two games at City Field this year. Imagine I go to Minnesota. So, I'm going to Minnesota. <laughs> so not to not to laugh at it because you know a, a lot of fans are still going. It's of crazy course. with the way that the team is playing. I try to write this a lot because it's and this isn't me like trying to. There's no sales pitch here. If the yeah. tickets don't sell, they don't sell. I mean, I'm I'm not on the hook for them. I already passed the number right. I needed to hit. Still, 800 people are going. Well. Which is it's, awesome. It's one of those things. 800. It's one of those things where it's like there are a lot of people out there, and I am one of these people, but I'm not doing a good job, who want to visit every MLB stadium. And it's like, okay, well, I'm never just going to go take a trip to Minnesota. I might as well go when there's a bunch of other Mets fans there, when there's a few other people I know going. Like, that makes sense to me. Um, I yeah, that's wish, what I said, too. Like, I'm what, probably what never going back. Outing? Uh, Saturdays. It's They're always on Saturdays, yeah. Julia. Well, I know it's a Saturday. I meant, like, what? It is date. on Saturday, September 9th. Okay. I have um, Chris's brother's wedding that day. So that's why it was always on. You, the you always have something going on. Always an excuse person. with you. 
There you go. So the last chance to purchase tickets is tonight at midnight. The reason being is uh, we need time to order the patches, print the shirts, do all the shipping. And I don't want to be against the clock with that. Uh, we are nearing 800 tickets. Maybe we'll get a little bit over that by tonight. So this is your absolute last chance. If you're watching this on a replay and it is not midnight yet, definitely select uh, your seats tonight. Well, you don't select your seats, but purchase your tickets tonight. Oh, look at that. Sean just purchased from uh nice. It doesn't say where he's from. It says the United States. Good job, Sean. So um yeah, the game is Mets versus Twins at Target Field, 1 10 p.m. day game. And uh $58 per ticket comes with a ticket in sections 312 to 317. Great view of the ballpark from up there. And a special event patch and a special event t-shirt. ADA cert ADA seats are available. Let us know after your transaction goes through if you need those, and we will hook you up with some ADA seats. So that's the story for that. We uh, head on TickPick. Thanks for them. Thanks to them for all they've done with us this past year. TickPick, wait, we have a new feature that we'd like to pitch. You. Oh yeah, new feature. We need a special landing seven page. Seven line tab. The seven line tab or button or something that's listed <laughs> underneath there that says uh, they are tickets with the seven army. We'll talk to you about that later. We got but. It. Uh, don't forget promo code OABT, $10 off any order of over $99 in the app. Shout out to Corona. Always remember to relax responsibly. Hit up the Francisco collection to become uh, eligible to win some free stuff. Um, I think that might be it. Sure. We'll see what this team looks like after six o'clock tonight. They are playing in Kansas City the next few days and then off to Baltimore. And Baltimore is a great team. So we'll see what happens after that. If this fan that emailed me is watching that says we need to make a you gotta believe 2023 no. campaign, it is not happening. You don't have to. But I hope that that fan has the last laugh. Yes. And I, I hope this is a terrible business decision for you. That would be great if, for the team. It would be you a, did, if you obviously. didn't do this. Yeah. It did not do this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think I would look very silly out there holding you the sign. You would get roasted. You can do it. <laughs> you would get roasted. You can by do the it. I, who's that guy? My, it was an Olympic coach. My yeah, dad. Yeah, my yeah. dad like used to say that to me when I wouldn't eat my vegetables as a child. You can do it. Yeah. It was like there was the gymnast that hurt herself before. I think it was the vault. Dominique that she was Mucciano. About to do, or the bars. Something. I don't oh, know. Peggy carried her. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. But she did it. I think that was bullshit. She probably had like a little hairline. Because you can't break your leg and then go run on it and do gymnastics. I don't know. I think I that know. was all for sure. That was like, yeah. She, I've had a hairline fracture in my leg too. Welcome to this week's conspiracy yeah, theory. It's not a conspiracy. 1980s mean, she, Olympics. They picked the her 80s? up. I don't know. They picked her up. They made it very dramatic. She's standing there to get her medal with like her little. It wasn't even a cast. It was like an ace bandage with her with her little haircut and her. This poor woman. Well, she's a grown woman now. Well, yeah, of course. She's probably older than me. Uh, and I'm <laughs> old as fuck. You're talking before you're saying like, oh, these guys, their bodies, this and that. And I'm like, I'm older than these guys. Yeah, and you're fucking sitting in cold water to get through the day. By the so way, check out my new What do you think of this color? It's a beautiful color. Really? Kelly hates these Oh, things. I like it. But they match Amelia's. So we're in the croc Cute. gang. It yeah. matches. It's like it matches so bright. the Mets color scheme of like your light orange. It's like light orange, well, light blue. This is more like Miami. But, well, um, yeah, but I, li I like the lights together. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the reason I purchased these dark. on Friday was because Amazon sometimes uh, can do like the overnight guarantee okay. for the next day to get your Crocs in time. So I wanted to, to get your Crocs. get Crocs before the Saturday game, even though these don't match really Mets colors. That's fine. I wanted Crocs for the tailgate because it'd be hot as fuck and it was going to rain. So I scheduled the overnight delivery by 11 a.m. I left at 12.15. I checked the track and said, sorry, we're going to be late. They oh, showed up and I was already at the parking lot. So no croc Tragic. gang for me. Crocs have come a long way. 
Crocs used to be like the biggest joke in footwear. And look at you. Look at the overnight in Crocs. Youths. For a I'm trying to turn back the clock. <laughs> the I made a tweet the other day that I deleted before I put it up. <laughs> now that Why? I get now that Why? I have like the I have the blue check now, unfortunately, I had to pay for it. <laughs> you could tweet and then it says like it's like a thing comes up and says like you Are have you sure. Yeah. And then you hit it again to go up right away. Then you have an hour to edit it if you want to edit it. Uh, I can't remember who was doing pregame, but it wasn't. It wasn't uh, Zeal or or whoever else, okay. but Gelbs was live on Friday night from City Field, uh -huh. and they had the DJ playing music in the back, and he said something like "sick beats" or something like that. Gelbs did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't know if you could hear like the Leave sick beats this behind man me. alone. I wrote the tweet, and then I wrote. I thought to myself, "Wait, I'm older than him," <laughs> so I took it down because I wrote like nothing like Steve Gelbs talking about sick beats, whatever he wrote, and I put the the gif up with the fellow fellow kids. And I'm like, shit, he could totally just reply and be like, aren't you 42? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it well, is what it is. nothing wrong with that. Leave Steve alone. Are we going to keep calling it? Are you going to call it X? No, fuck that. He's like, oh, I Twitter. saw it on Twitter. I just saw a tweet. Can we talk about how ridiculous the words Twitter and tweet have been added to the dictionary with their own individual meaning? He inherited something that iconic and he made it X and but made what them you... reposts, which is just... Isn't that like no? That's Tumblr's reblog. What repost is like that's so. Did you sign up generic. for Threads? No. I have it, but I, it's like that's already no, dead. It was a trap. You sign up, you can't delete it, or else you delete your Instagram. Account. I don't care, whatever. It's no big deal with me. But the the Threads, I I wrote a tweet about this, or wrote an X about this. Uh, <laughs> X. Did what's gonna fade faster? Like what's gonna have a, a shorter uh, shelf life? Wordle or or uh threads because Wordle was just like a freaking shooting star in the sky it was out yeah but what does elon expect people are going to call a tweet i don't know I, you know what i mean like oh i tweet i saw on twitter i saw this guy tweet i saw julia yeah. tweet well, like here's the thing i will say like i've never totally believed all of the times like there there has literally been like six times since elon has taken over twitter where people will got, get on their soapbox and have this emotional thing about like oh Twitter's going to close in 12 hours yeah, because yeah, all yeah, the employees yeah. are leaving and this was such a great place. I'm like, that's not going to happen. Well, he basically just proved like, like he didn't need that much of a exactly. staff. Exactly. And like, again, not that he's doing a good job. I don't think he is. It's a fucking train wreck. But like, I'm not going anywhere else. I'm too fucking old to learn a new... I still... I. I have a TikTok when I need to stitch videos together in a certain way, I will use it. But I don't sit and scroll on TikTok. I outlasted that quarantine fad. Like, I'm not getting on a social media website that is not one of the ones, one of the three that I'm fluent in already. Yeah. So yeah. that's it. I'm not going anywhere else. I will call it Twitter. I will tweet my little tweets <laughs> until the sun explodes or X explodes, whatever happens first. But I can't wait to, no, I don't want the, the sun to explode, but no. I can't wait to really see aliens for real life. Like, it's going I to happen know. soon. They're they literally confirmed they were real and nobody cares. Yeah. Because we all knew Shouldn't already. Should like a bigger news we story? We all knew. Like, <laughs> and that's why. It's because we all knew already. It's not a surprise to anyone. It's just, oh, they said it. Come I on. love that you have no place to be because I would just sit here <laughs> and talk about uh, conspiracy theories, a yeah. little girl breaking her leg on the Olympics. <laughs> Does anyone? I feel like her name was Olga something. I might have Olga. totally made that up. But I think it was. What was her I name? I think in it I might have completely. I I feel like it's Olga. I feel like it's I saw, not Olga. I feel like I saw a tweet about hold it. Hold on, hold on. Nadia or something. Maybe it's little Nadia. girl broken leg. No, it's Olympian broken. Leg. She's just a little girl. <laughs> she was a fucking Olympian. I'm writing Olympics. Uh, Carrie Strug. Oh my god, I was so far off. Who's Nadia? Olga. Who's okay? Okay. Olga and Carrie sound nothing Who's alike. Who's Nadia? Yes, that's who I'm thinking. Of. Hey, okay, shout out to okay. people still watching, Anthony. <laughs> Anthony Tacoma was on the show Imagine. a little bit earlier. I do not take gummies regularly. 
<laughs> and uh, that's it. And there's no Olga. No. I don't know a single old Olga Pataki from Hey Arnold is the only Olga I know. And she was the older sister. She wasn't even the main character. So before next week, try to watch uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And uh, try to watch Euphoria. What is that again? It's, oh, I can't watch like a series. This is a one show. You have yeah, to dedicate like an like hour ten, and a half of your life. Ten, ten episode seasons. What happened? Only to this two guy? seasons. I, I think he overdosed. I'm not sure. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, it's really sad. All right. So that's that it. Note. Yeah. Uh skiddity two top. top. We will see you guys next Tuesday. Uh have same time, same place. Have fun. I'll have fun in Baltimore. Yeah. Uh she'll be not in Baltimore. And uh don't forget, pickles, be there by like three-ish. Don't be late. Shout out to Tom uh, for putting together the special for us. $4 for any beer that they have, any 16-ounce beer, which is an incredible deal. And uh, that's it. So Carrie Carrie Strzok. Seems so fake. We already named the show uh, Trade Deadline with (laughs) Anthony DeComo because it could totally be like, Hey, we talked to Tony for 20 minutes and the rest Tony is just on like, this show was like the wordle of the show. It was just a moment in time that we forget even happened. But I'm glad it came. If I could turn back time. Okay, it's time to go. Is that share? <laughs> All right. <laughs> See you guys. Bye. Uh, All right. So do we want to keep doing the show? Or? Are I we? think we're are we off? Because I'm still alive. <laughs> No, I got to go do laundry. I got to get out of here. All right, laundry. (laughs) All right, bye.